What's good with y'all? It's your boy Anthony coming back to another episode of Let's Talk NASCAR. And on today's episode, I'm going to try to make it as... I'm going to try to go the whole episode without mentioning the incident that happened and what followed the incident. I'm going to talk about what's going on with Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend because NASCAR, Miami, playoffs, combine those three things together and you have the last race before the elimination race to the round of eight. That's right. The last race before the elimination race to the round of eight. This is like the race that you want to secure yourself and get you in. So you want to know what you got to do once you get into Martinsville. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get in, we're going to get into it, bro. First off, there's going to be three spots up for grabs this weekend. As Joey Logano, he clinched with his win last weekend. You have Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, and Denny Hamlin. They're plus 18, plus 17, and plus 6, respectively. So, to be honest, they could finish outside the, out of the side of the stage, outside the top 10, the first two stages, while a guy in the bottom eight, which makes up William Byron, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bill, they could very well take their spot. And not going to lie, three positions could flip-flop between second through eighth. Like... Second, third, and fourth could be running fifth, sixth, and seventh when the points games come stage three. Maybe even stage one because, again, fifth, sixth, and seventh, they are five, nine, and 11 points back, respectively, of Denny Hamlin, who's only plus six ahead. Now, we're heading to Homestead, Miami, so it's going to be interesting to see how the racing is this year. This is a new car. This is... I honestly feel like Homestead Miami should be the last race on the schedule if you're going to run it, my opinion. If you're going to run the oval, because those of you who don't know, there is a road course layout for Homestead Miami Speedway, which I feel like they could have did. Um, They could have did that instead of, you know, doing the Charlotte Road. I feel like that would have been interesting. Or they could have did that instead of the Indy Road course if you want because I believe the reason they changed it from Homestead is because they didn't like the type of racing that it was. But the restarts, the race always delivers, in my opinion. It was the last race of the season. The only time the race didn't exactly deliver was when Jimmy Johnson went on that tear and won those championships. Now, the World Labor Race cautions a lot of times, a lot of the, which, makes, which probably is making me biased because there was a lot of late race cautions in this race. But it was definitely like an interesting little, there was a lot of interesting things that would go on at Homestead Miami Speedway when it was the last race of the season. But it's not the last race of the season. They tried moving it to the beginning of the season. That didn't work out. Now they got it here in the playoffs, which I do feel like they should replace Phoenix. I honestly feel like Phoenix and Homestead Miami should, Phoenix, Homestead Miami, and Martinsville should really flip-flop with each other. If you're being honest, because that's not really that big of a change of a schedule. They just made it that big of a change because it was the playoffs. Because if it was still like a 10-race chase, um, it wouldn't make that big of a difference in my opinion. But because we got the playoffs in this winner take all, once we get to the last race, they feel like Phoenix would give you a better shot of excitement than the homestand Miami Speedway did. Which, by the way, NASCAR is in an agreement 
to run races at this track until 2075. I might not even be alive by 2075. <laughs> NASCAR might not even be a thing by 2075. NASCAR could be something else by then. That's crazy. Whoever negotiated that deal, they knew what they was doing. It was like, y'all got to run here until 2075. But without further ado, let's get into the few tad bits going on this weekend. We have John Hunter Nemechek. He'll be stepping in the 45 card. And I'm seeing a little controversy on Twitter with you got John Hunter Nemechek and Ty Gibbs both running in the same race together in like the same level of equipment in the Cup Series in the next-gen car. Even though Ty now has more experience than John Hunter Nemechek. A lot of people are saying, because the 18 ride hasn't been announced. I know where you racers were going with this, by the way. Because the 18 ride hasn't been announced, people are saying, like, this is basically the audition for who's going to drive the 18 car next year. I feel like... Ty probably has won that seat. While you could say John Hunter Nemechek has more experience, John Hunter Nemechek at this moment isn't really running as many races in the next-gen car. He ran in the Cup Series before, yes, but not in this next-gen car, which Ty does have a little bit more experience in. But Ty is also very much younger and has way less racing experience overall than John Hunter Nemechek. Like, John Hunter Nemechek racing overall, he has more reps. But John Hunter Nemechek is also in the lower rank right now. And what I'm starting to see is a trend that's like your performance in the truck series doesn't too much translate. Like if you're a good driver, you're a good driver. If you're a bad driver, if you're like wetting the bucket, you're just wetting the bucket. But there's been like a few excursions like you got. For example, you have Ty Gibbs, he's. He jumped over the truck series and he won in his experience. He won the Daytona Road Course in the Xfinity Series on a limited schedule. That's crazy. But you also have now Natalie Decker. She had a good finish in her first outing in the Xfinity Series. And a lot of people, I believe she said she was more comfortable in the car or whatever. And here's another thing. A lot of Natalie Dicker's crashes, they came from, like, it was just craziness and insanity in the truck series. And I would say that to say there's a lot of drivers that I've seen in the truck series over the years. Those restarts are crazy. And over the years, it's, like, a little bit as the field gets younger and younger because I believe it was, like, 2020 or 2021. I looked at the field. I was like, this is, like, a... It's like I'm in college or something. It's like this is a college class or something, bro. It's like so many people are like under the age of 25 in this field. And I'm just like the driving show for it. Like there was this. It was either 2021. It was 2018 to, through 2021 when Kyle Bush was just absolutely whooping the field. The truck races that Kyle Busch didn't race in at the restricted play tracks, they were absolutely crazy and madness. Daytona madness. That was like, and I know it was like 2020, 2021. It was hard to get through a truck race without 
a bunch of caution laps, mindless caution laps, that you're just wondering, why is the yellow out this long? And that itself takes away from a lot of green flag racing, even if a lot of cars aren't involved in it. So I feel like, oh, excuse me, but I feel like um, the truck series along the way is starting to regress in the ARCA. It was starting to regress in the ARCA, but they're starting to find a way again now. But a guy that sort of has some hijinks on the track with this year has been close to Carson Hosovar. That's got to get figured out. The parking at the start finish line they, at Talladega and just immediately pulling off when the yellow came out. That's just ignorance. <laughs> that is just ignorance. But I say this to say. Las Vegas is probably going to be very telling of who can drive better in what car because both of those guys are substitute drivers. I'm, I said Las Vegas. I'm at Homestead, Miami. And neither one of these drivers have read, driven this car at Homestead, Miami Speedway. So between John Hunter and Nemechek and Ty Gibbs, it's going to be interesting. Now, if something like Ty... John Hunter New Track goes out and wins a darn thing. That could be interesting. And I really do think that could be interesting. Do I think that's going to happen? No. He's essentially a rookie in this car. Everybody else, since three to go in the race season, they, they're figuring this car out more. And another thing. Expect Ford and Toyota to really run strong next at the beginning of 2023 and really catch up to how Chevy was going crazy, you know? When we saw Trackhouse break out, I expect them to be out front fighting for the wins, yeah, but expect the Toyotas to be there with the speed to start this year. That's what I will say. Expect the Toyotas to be there with the speed. But here we go into my predictions for this weekend. I feel like Chase Elliott or Ryan Blaney, those two guys, I feel like a playoff driver is going to win this race. We got the progressive banking going on. And it seems like later on in the season, the playoff guys, they get full strength. They're This race in Martinsville, they're essentially going to be full strength. But Martinsville is like a wild card because we don't know what it's going to do there. We had the dull Martinsville race in the spring, but that was at nighttime. So I feel like the Homestead Miami Speedway race, that's going to be a race where guys are going to have to position themselves, make the right moves, and they're really going to have to fight for the win in this race because Martinsville, if it's going to be like classic Martinsville, it's going to be throw it out there. You can get dumped any lap. If it's going to be like the Martinsville that you, we saw in the spring, you're going to have to, you're basically going to have to come with it all in qualifying. And have the best pit stops all day. It's been like that anyway because it's Martinsville. And it's so easy to get trapped behind guys and essentially lose a lap, get involved in this stuff. But if you can't pass at Martinsville and it's like part follow the leader. Which, by the way, there was a lot of side-by-side action after you got like two, three cars back in the running order. Martinsville is this X-Factor. It's just going to be an X-Factor this round. We had Las Vegas, which is a mile and a half. Then we got, which only took out Chase, um, Christopher Bell, unfortunately, and Ryan Blaney. You have 
Homestead Miami Speedway, which is a mile and a half. And then you got Marshville, which is a short track. Everybody's going to let out their frustration. You got Denny on the roster saying they're fighting for the win. Who knows what could happen? Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin. Anybody else could fight for the win. But I think Homestead Miami is going to be that race that spreads the field out more. And then guys are going to be just looking at the results from there. And then they're going to know what they have to do in Martinsville. Because I feel like Martinsville is going to be a shit show. But for Homestead Miami Speedway, I believe um, Ryan Blaney is going to have a good finish in Fight for the Win. And I feel like Ryan Blaney is going to be a car to beat. He'll majority the guy. Once again, I said I picked the force to win at Martinsville. I'm at Las Vegas, and I'm going to pick. I'm going to be, pick a Penske car. Either a twenty two or the twelve to win again. Cars. My underdog picks are going to be Chase Briscoe and Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. He's essentially starting thirtieth and made his way up to the front all day. Got him a good finish. I for some reason feel like he's going to get. Messed up at some point in time in the race, whether it's a bad qualifying run, a bad pit stop, a penalty, a spin, something. I feel like at some point in time during this race, he's going to be at the back of the pack, having to make his way up to the front. I mean, the back of the pack, not back of the, like, I feel like he's going to get penalized for something. I feel like he's, for some reason, he's going to find himself restarting. He's going to find himself starting or restarting as the last car or one of the last cars on the grid and somehow make his way into the top 10 and finish third. So I feel like it's going to be Denny Hamlin and Chase Briscoe. Those are going to be my dark horses for good finishes. For the TR, for the TRD thing with um twenty three eleven racing, I believe, honestly, I don't know who's going to finish the best. I think John Hunter is honestly going to finish better than Ty Gibbs. If he does it, then that's just going to show how much experience plays a role in this car. And that's my honest opinion. But that's what I have for Homestead. But now I got some other news to say. Um, Spire Motorsports, they talked about their driver lineup for 2023. For the Cup Series, they have Corey LeJoe. He's returning to his seven car. But you also, but in the 77 car, you got Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon is going to be driving in the 77 car full-time next year. And I think that's a step in the right direction because now the 77 has a full-time entry. I mean, a full-time driver for a full-time entry, bringing full-time funding, whichever way possible. And I think that's a step in the right direction. I still feel like it's a step back from the direction when it was just a seven car going when Corey LeJoy was going crazy. But honestly, in my opinion, I feel like it should be a one car team in the Cup Series. Do some work in the, in the lower series if you want to. Get development drivers or something to fill up the second car. Or get some money so you can bring through the ranks. But um, I still feel like it's a step back in a direction of a one car team and focusing all the resources on Corey LeJoy. But at the same time, I don't think Corey LeJoy will still have any wins if they focus all the resources into that seven car. Except for when you're just competing at the restricted play tracks. Which then I understand why they would go to two cars at that point. We get two cars built the front and up so they can both be competitive. I see where they're going with it. 
And now they got a full-time driver. I think Spike could just build on this. But yeah, that's my that's my um preview for Homestead Miami Speedway, along with the talks about Spire Motorsports. But let me know what y'all think in the comments. Let me know what y'all think on social media. Follow me at Photo Speaker and at Phoebe Wildin. Peace.